Discover how you can live a glorious and supernatural life through the teachings of Servant Emmanuel Chum Entry. Servant Emmanuel Chum Entry is the head pastor of Royal Palace Chapel Assemblies of God, an anointed, energetic, and practical teacher of the Word. This servant of God will inspire you with the practical teachings of the Word of God that will inspire, refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body, soul, and spirit. Now to today's message. Thank you for your honor. Done unto us this week. Thank you for starting with us. Thank you for flowing in all blessings. We are grateful unto you for your favor. Thank you for your honor. Thank you once again for your honor. Thank you for once again for your honor. Thank you for the privilege. Tonight, Spirit of the Lord, take over and continue with us. Teach us your word. Bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together and take your seat. Five things that destroys life. Five things that destroys life. If you really want to succeed, avoid these five things. Each one of them getting hold of you will really, really, really put you on an auto distraction. Psalm 16, verses 11. Psalmist book 16, verses 11. Five things that destroys life. Any one of them, you bump into it, it will give you auto distraction. When somebody's in auto, it means that it has been programmed to happen. You can't change it, you can't substitute it, you can't do anything about it. That will show me the path of life. In our presence is fullness of joy. And at the right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Shout aloud, amen. That will show me the path of life. So there is a path of life. This path of life is a path of, path of life that everybody must walk in. So one of the things that could destroy you is to be on the wrong path. So, wrong path is number one. When you are on the wrong path, you'll be destroyed. But the psalmist said, You, O Lord, must show me the path of life. So, when you are in the wrong path, what will happen is you will die. And this path that we are talking about is going to be described in a very exclusive way. This wrong path that I'm talking about we call it the sinful path. The sinful path. The sinful path. That is the wrong path. When you are always on it, you will be destroyed. As a young person, as a pastor, as a man of God, as a woman of God, whosoever you are and wherever you are, there is one path that you must not plant your life on that path. We call it the path of the sinful. Choose not to be part on that path. Else, you will be destroyed. So, David said, because in your presence there is fullness of joy, then teach me and show me the right path to be. And that path, we call it the path of life. When you live in good and in righteousness, you always obtain the life of Christ. But the moment you choose 
to be on the path of sin, it will lead you to a wrong destination. And I want everybody to listen to me very carefully because in this life we live, many, many, many things can select so many paths for your life. But it depends on you to choose the right one. And the one that I want you to choose daily must be the pathway of righteousness, not sin. Sin is a sinker. Sin is a destroyer. Sin will block your access to so many miraculous realms. Sin will stop you. Sin will limit you. Sin will put heavy weight upon your life. It will leave an embargo against your life. And there is no easy way to sin. All sins are difficult. Nobody just moves into sin. It will take time, seasons, period. You might think that, oh, I just sinned. No, you started a long time ago. Because that was the moment that there is going to be a manifestation of something. So, work your way out from the path of sin. But be on the path of life. And that is the path of righteousness. So, wherever you are, let this thing dawn on your heart that I must choose a path for my life. And we call it the path of life. Because if you choose this path of life, you'll be registered fully in the presence of God. And once you're in the presence of God, what will happen to you? You will have fullness of joy. And at the right hand side of God, you are going to enjoy pleasures. Not only today or tomorrow, but the pleasures is going to be forevermore. Forevermore. So he said, that will show me the path of life. Colon, in thy presence is the fullness of joy. And also at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Don't you want this? What do you want again? It means that when you choose the path of life, a lot of blessings are made available for your life. So, try as much as possible as long as you live. And all of us are waiting for the second coming of Christ. Make sure in all possible realm to choose that particular path of life. Any deviation will destroy you. There are no many ways, but there is a way. There are no many ways, but there is a way. Jesus said, I am the way. Simple. So, until you find yourself in that way, all other ways leading to all other things is vexation of destruction. Don't walk in the life of distraction. Decide today to choose the path of life. Choose the path of life. Let everything you do in your life be on that journey. Last week I was in the vision conference. I told you on Friday. I don't know whether it was I think it was Friday. All for the vision. Was it on Friday? All for the vision. So if you want to be on the path of life, 
then all things you do must be empower you to be on that path. Anything that will distract you must be forsaken. Run away from it. Run away from it. In case one thing happens, you get yourself deviated. Please don't stay there. Come back to the right path. Don't stay there. I, I remember recently, three weeks ago, I saw a statement that I made. And when I saw, somebody made it. And it was just a statement that we introduced on social media. And now, it has taken over the waves. And we thank God that we are the one who brought it into existence. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your when you, when you do turn some things, you might think that people don't see. Their quietness is confrontation of their inefficiency. When people are quiet, it doesn't mean that they have not seen it. They have already seen it and it is rumbling their stomach and their heart. And they must copy. It's good. When we came to Kumase, or Royal Palace, when it comes to church publicity and show winning on Saturday, it was not in existence in this city. Because we decided to choose the right path. Everything we did began a math piece. For one day, a man of God told me, say, what the pressure you have brought pressure in Christianity in Kumase. You just came by the pressure you have brought. I said, it's not me. But he said, it's who? Now, anything you bring it out, our church members will be telling us, don't you see that church? Let's copy them. So, you are making people to put pressure on us. When we drive through town, we see things too. It put pressure on us. Last month, a man of God who has established a new church in Apiedu, he will be going around to every house. When he goes there, he says, Come to my church. He said, I'm a member of Raya Palace. Ah. He said, This place to Prophet Chumis also have members here. He moved to another house. Come to church. He said, Please, I'll go to Raya Palace. Ah. From a peer to this place. So he and the wife, they drove. He said, I want to see you. When they came to my office, I tell us, Why are you in a doom? But wherever we go, you seem to have people there. Who we'll have people there because? Be, be, because. Because it is a, a good tree that shows how far the root will go. Then I sat them down. For almost two hours, I was teaching them. They say, if we have not come to hear from you, maybe our ministry will be in the bush. Shout aloud the amen. amen. When you choose a, a, a good path, people will copy you. People will copy you. And when you choose a good path, you don't die premature. You don't also stress yourself. Because you're already on your path of provision. Every good path has availability of provision. I mean, be provided. And you have the Spirit of God leading you. So there's no kind of struggling anywhere. I was talking to a rich man today. And he was telling me something. He said, I've learned in all money and people that I've seen so far in my life. I've learned one thing in my life. When I push something, I push it, I push it, and I'm not getting any response. I just thank God, and I shift from that grounds, and I begin to go on another journey. Later on, issues will happen, and I will understand God clearly why that door was not opening. He said, I've learned all over the years. He said, there are something I decided too much. 
that I've prayed, I've sown seed, I've done everything possible. But after I've pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed, sometimes some of them can be for years. If I'm not seeing any results, I decided to just close the door. And what I do is I thank God for that unanswered door that never opened. Then I move on. Then later on, I will find out the reason why that door never opened unto me. He said, if some of them would have opened unto me, I wouldn't have been alive by now. The path of life. So it's not anything that you pray that God will answer you. If all the prayer we pray, God will answer. I'm telling you, you wouldn't have found him as a pastor. Because when I went to the press, the printer, the printer, and I told him, I want to have international branches. So give me this name, Royal Palace Tapo International Fellowships. That was the title. My aim was not about Ghana. I had no business to do anything in Ghana. No, meanwhile, at that time, I had not traveled outside the country. I printed it. And I went, when I went to Togo to do my degree in geology, when I went there, I gave it to all the pastors that came from Cote d'Ivoire and the rest. I have not started a church. Yes, I was organizing international conference. I was organizing international conference. Seven, seven nations. Pastors coming from all over the place. We put them in a the hotel. They sleep there. One day, one of the conference, my God, I will never forget. Say it again. Jesus is Lord. Man of God, I want you to say it again. I will never forget my servant, Pastor Nicholas. We organize a program. Some from America, South Africa. Some from Nigeria. Others too from Cote d'Ivoire. Cameroon. They came in their numbers. We put them into a nice hotel. The following day, we are about to start the program. A man of God called me. He's a man of God. Nobody will come to the program. So we have to change the date. I said, change the date. He said, eh, eh, Talent Bookshop is having a conference. So all the people that have called them in numbers, they are not coming. So we have to change the date. So that day, we have to call all the pastors. Oh, it's true. Your program will wish to come, but Challenge Bookshop is organizing a pastor's conference. And we can't make it because there's a Nigerian man of God called Agani who is coming. And that man, once he's on the bill, there's nowhere we will go. So we have to change it. What should we do? We have to put these pastors into another week in a hotel. And they slept there. They were eating. Drinking. How many weeks, man of God? Two weeks. When we finish, some of them say we can't have ticket because our ticket has expired. So you have to help us pay the ticket. My God. Can you wave your hands to thank Jesus for me? We paid, we paid, we paid, we paid. You listen, we said for the life of Papa. You listen to what I'm about to say. We paid and paid and paid and paid. It was left with the hotel bills. And the man started chasing us. The man started chasing and chasing and chasing. One day, for something, I heard my door. Co -co -co. Co -co -co. When I came out, hotel manager and the one who is, who is the reception, they're in front of my door. 
Then the man said, Ozovo, me bow ho. He said, Please, man, will tell me us. Hey! I will never forget that day. I will never forget it. Meanwhile, all of them have gone. They say the program is powerful. That is the program that is in front of the of the of the when when you are going out. You see the the babe. I have decided not to remove that thing. Anytime I see it, I remember the hotel bills. The international pastors conference. When you close, you at the entrance on your right. You see that banners that are there. Oh, Charlie. That year there, it was a formidable year. It was a year for glory and pressure. Talk all of a sudden, somebody called me for a program. I pleaded it with the man. He said, I give you one week. If you don't come and pay, uh, I don't know the decision I will take against you. Then I asked the man, How did you know my house? He said, Well, <laughs> we started searching for you about one week. Because when the man called, he said, You bring the money. And I wasn't having money too. And all the pastor's conference that we have ever done, we have never allowed any man of God to pay any money. We book them in the hotel. They sleep for four days, one week. Afterwards, we are able to, all the food they eat, we give it to them free of charge. At first, when we started this, the one we are doing overflow, people travel all over from other places. We book the hotel for them to come and sleep. Then they go back at the Presbyterian's house. And we will still do it because nothing will have stopped us. Why am I saying all this? Because we have decided to choose the right path. We struggled anyway. We struggled. I told the man, okay, I'll be traveling to this place. When I come back, it's okay. If you don't pay, would there be how you see me here? And ladies and gentlemen, I went for a program, unexpected pastor. When I got there, he gave me an honorarium that I could pay the, the money. In fact, he paid more than five times of what I was owed. When I finished it, the Lord has touched his heart that the church on the room that is going to give it to me, he has some money there he wants to add up to whatever he wants to give me. He feels that the Lord has touched his heart to do this. When I came, the first place that I went, I went to Sunyane. Whilst I was coming, can you imagine celebration? I was buying all the this thing, the bush meat. I buy grass cutter. But when I open the envelope and I check, I can pay my bills. And I have more. Oh, when I go to home, every, including the fridge, everywhere it was like smiling. Why is this so? Because I decided to choose the right path. When you're on the wrong path, you struggle forever. And I'm not saying right path will not bring challenges. It will bring. But when you know who, who have called you, hang behind his back, he can cause you to cross the river. Seventeen five, Psalm seventeen five. Hold up, man, goings in that path, that man footsteps slip not. This should be your prayer every day. Psalm seventeen verses five must be your daily prayer as a born again believer. 
We might be walking on earth, but you need God to hold you up in his, in his power. So that you don't sleep. The, the day you sleep, you know, apart from the path of God, all other ways, all other paths are sleeping. Apart from what God has for us, there's a song that says that all other grounds are sinking sand. All other grounds are sinking. I know how you sing it. My feet is built on nothingness. Save Jesus Christ, there is a land. I trust the ever-living one. Christ on solid rock, understand. All other grounds are so. So, all other grounds are sinking sand. Any path you choose, with a substance of the path of Christ, you will sink. So, when you sleep, please bring your leg back. When you sleep, bring your leg what? Back to the path. Because where we are going is a place of no return. So every day, pray, Lord, hold my goings in thy paths. Not my path. In thy paths. And, and make sure my footsteps slips not. The message Bible of uh, Psalm 17 verses 5. I, I hope you've never forget the scripture. I am staying on your trail. I am putting one foot in front of the other. I am not giving up. When you put your feet in front of the other, it means that you are following somebody. It means you go step by step. It means that somebody is determining your path for you. Step by step. Step by step. Step by step. But in case you trip here, come back. Because your leg is still connected to you. When you trip, come back. Number two thing that destroys life is lack of knowledge. If you lack knowledge, you'll be destroyed. When you have more information, you will do more. When you have little information, you do little. There are things that Prayer cannot open except knowledge. There are certain doors that a fasting cannot open except knowledge. There are things that giving cannot open except knowledge. And I've told you time with that number. I've checked through the scriptures. We do not marry by love. We marry because of knowledge. Because you must be able to know what to do before you enter into that platform. Because nobody chops marriage. And you can't see love everywhere. Before a person can express love, it's a package of knowledge that he has in his head. The Bible says, if you're a man, you have to be fully in knowledge before you can stay with a woman. If you're a man, you lack knowledge. Huh? The way your wife will beat you every blessed day. It takes a collection makeup of knowledge to sustain a woman in the house. Else, they are too complex. Too complex. For them, adult, they have almost 36 gates to their soul. A man has only 11. 
11 minus 36. I don't want to say some things here. Somebody shall yawah. Somebody shall praise the Lord. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 10 10. Their ears is one. Their fingernails two. Their palm, the center state of their palm. Their hair. I don't want to say, okay, let me know. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Okay, so Ecclesiastes 10. <laughs> if the iron is blunt, Pastor Nicholas, let us all analyze the scripture. If the iron is blunt and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to the end. This word wisdom, we are talking about knowledge. Because I have read the Hebrew meaning of this scripture. This word wisdom, it means that when you have the information, then you can direct the blunt uh, word again, iron. But if you don't have knowledge, what will you do? So if you want, the easy way to be destroyed is to lack knowledge. Easy. Now, many people that destroy a lot of things because their knowledge is limited. As a young person, spend time to build knowledge in every area of life. Spend time to build knowledge in every area of your life. Go for knowledge. Spend on knowledge. In anything, can you imagine you want to uh, make a uh, 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 this thing uh, fertilizer from people's refuse refuse that they have made from their house, and you don't know any knowledge about it. You put plastic, glass, everything together, then you grind it. Say so you want to make a, a fertilizer. You need to go for the knowledge. What we are using is because of somebody's knowledge. What you are wearing is because of somebody's knowledge. It is the know-how of a particular person that has permitted you to use what you are using. So if you too want to go somewhere, you need to have a knowledge in a particular field. Where you want to go, you must know. Knowledge comes from knowing. So what do you know that you want to go where you are going? If you don't know, it means that you can even be dead, but nothing will happen to you. But if you know, you can do a lot. And I pray that may the Lord help us to know more. In the mighty name of Jesus, shout aloud the amen. Give him verses 11. Add the verses 11 to me and let me see what is there. It says, surely the serpent will bite without enchantment. And a babbler is no better. A serpent what? Without what? So this is what he says. If you don't know that a serpent is there, and why you're ignorant, you just be working on the serpent. Nobody will, it is not the devil that will cast a spell that the serpent to bite you. But because of your lack of knowledge, you run on the serpent and the serpent will just, bah, he will just bite you. So when it happens, so it is not the devil, but it is your lack of knowledge. You didn't know that this place, there are serpents here. 
and decide just to walk around. If they beat you, is it enchantment? So many of you have been beaten because you lack knowledge. May the Lord help us. If you have been beaten, may the Lord take the poison out of your system. May the Lord take the poison out of our system. May the Lord take the poison out of our system. May the poison be extracted from our system in the name of Jesus. So Holy Ghost, as I partake in the communion today, extract the poison of the beating of the devil from my system, from my blood, from my spirit, and from my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Shout aloud the amen in the church. Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment. So it is not that the devil has decided to bite you, but because of your lack of knowledge, you just walk on serpent. And once you stamp on them, what is the next thing they will do? They just have to bite the one who has truncated their movement. So many young people have been beaten by this snake. Because they didn't know. They got into something they never consulted God. They entered into certain places without knowledge. They thought everybody is going. The fact that everybody is going doesn't mean that you should go. Because you might not know that on that path you need to wear iron, iron shoe. And you went there with a leather, oppressed leather. Thinking that Italian shoe qualify you to walk on that path. But you didn't know. You didn't check the feet of those who are walking on that path. For them, they need to wear iron shoe before they can walk on that path. But because of your lack of knowledge, you decided to wear Mose Mose. Do you know Mose Mose? There's a slippers called Mose Mose. How will I know I've been beaten? When you have regretted where you have entered. When you realize that where you have entered is a total regret. That is a sign. The poison has entered into your spirit. How will you know I've been beaten with that enchantment? When you enter into it, now you have regretted totally. If God gives you the permission to turn back, you would have thanked God throughout the rest of your life. But here you are. Once the beating has entered into you with a poison, the venom has now arrested your heart. And now instead of your heart pumping blood, it is pumping <laughs> beauty me. Kota. You say, Wakuma yimuja. Black, black. It's coming out. Because now the venom has now entered into your heart. May you never be beaten, okay? Are you, are you listening to me? May you ever be beaten. When all things you do does not succeed. All the things you do on that, on that place doesn't succeed. You don't have knowledge. You don't be being with a cow. Or one cow. Or a cow. So there are many troubles that people go through. It's not the devil. It's just that they lack knowledge. And because of that lack of knowledge, they step on the serpent. And now the serpent has beaten them. 
So when you get to this place and you now pray to God, Father, every demonic power that has attacked my business, there is no demonic power. It is your foolishness to not have knowledge that has pushed you there. If you don't take care, you'll be beaten with that enchantment. This scripture also proves to you that there can be an enchantment for you to be beaten by a serpent. But when you lack knowledge, you are beaten by a serpent of which the devil has not said send the serpent. So just like, you just run yourself into the hands of the devil. He has not called you. But if you had known, you would have chosen another way. You wouldn't have gone there. Haven't you met somebody in your life before, after meeting that person, all your life has run zero. You have been beaten. So that's the next point. When all things now zero you, you have been zeroed. Alfred, how are you? You have been what? You have been zeroed. I take up. I found somewhere. And snake. When you pick a snake, how many of you have picked snake before? What does it do? Yes. When you pick a snake from the ground, he, he, the snake will just no matter that sound, he will still be on the cooking pot. Which one, two, you have been crying. Good mushroom. Uh, if I finish, I expect that food to be on my table. So that one, there's no problem. She knows what I'm talking about. I mean, when I stand here, I'm talking. The people they know themselves. So when I finish now, readiness. It, this one is Papa and Sans. Okay, tomorrow. <laughs> ah, okay. Tomorrow. We'll make it tomorrow. <laughs> it will happen at the time the sons are, are busy. <laughs> Shout out amen. Now, I want you to check this scripture. That's why God spoke to me about this scripture in such a way that he said there are many, many people who have been beaten by the serpent of which the devil is not even aware that they have been beaten. But the poison has destroyed them. Because they lacked knowledge. When to get a lot of knowledge, to study about the terrain, to find out it will work or will not work, to, for God to give you the go ahead. You enter into it because everybody is entering. Here you are today. And now the precious thing that was about you has been zeroed. Now you can't lay hands on anything again. And when your life has been zeroed, you still want to keep the pace and the level. So you still dress very posh, but you know that inside you, there's nothing inside you. The most shameful life to live is to live a fake life. When you know your content is already exhausted. 
Avoid it. Lack of knowledge destroys. Hosea says it. Because you have rejected knowledge. I've also rejected you. And I will, I, will, I will forsake your children and your generation. May the Lord never get to that level for us. Shout aloud the Amen in church. Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 to 23. Proverbs 4 20 to 23. My son, attend to my ways. Incline thy ears unto my sayings. The verse 21 says that, let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. 22. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. 23. What is the last? Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are issues of life. How can you keep your heart? We are not saying that use your hand to say, I'm protecting my heart. No, 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 no. Keep right information in your heart. That is the meaning. Keep right information in your heart. In your heart. So that when you take decision, it will come from the in-depth power of what is existing in your heart. A very high profile uh, international agent came here yesterday. And uh, he said last week he, he was he was he drove around, he has gone to so many churches in Kumasi and he was trying to find a church where his spirit can settle from the teachers. He has gone to I don't want to mention some churches. He has gone there but nothing. So he decided to, you know, a church member met him and said, Sir, you have to come to our church at a washing bay. I said, which church? He mentioned, no, no, no. I don't believe in commercial churches. I've been around. My, my, my wife go to another church, but that church is prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. I don't like that. We have worked with Bishop Dark. I've worked with, uh, that is the junior brother of Olu Jacobs, the Nigerian actor. Yesterday he was here. So after service, I saw somebody sending me a pledging message. And I couldn't read. So this morning, messages started coming again, and the call followed. He said, Say, How? Where have you been now? I've been in this town. And so, is this how you teach? Is this how you handle? You handle the word of God on your fingertips as if you are the one who wrote the Bible. He says, I'm not saying this just to make you feel good. But, you know, I've spoken to you for a while. I've told you, I've shown you so many evidences you need not to doubt. But, I was so much moved by what you, you were teaching. It's a mystery I have not heard before. Why is it that? Because I have decided to keep the right knowledge. When you have right knowledge, you can feed. Right knowledge. Right knowledge. Got the heart. So any message that comes, it doesn't come from anywhere. It comes from how the heart has been prepared. How the spirit has been prepared. Then you give. When you start talking within one hour, within your first ten minutes, it will show how deep you are. He said, let me finish 
No, you need not to feel it before we know what you contain. So keep your heart. The word diligent. Keep your heart with right information. Don't damage your heart. Don't spoil it. Don't limit your heart. Let the, don't allow people to give you wrong information. You'll be a wrong person. Because out of it, you will take decisions. That is what we call issues of life. You will take decisions out of the collection of knowledge inside your heart. You will take decisions about life. So if you have the right information in your heart, then your decision about life will be good. He started saying so many things by me. Some things, even those things, it doesn't move me. You come, you pray, you need to move me. You help people, you need to move me. You straighten people's like you know they move me. You sing, you know they move me. You dance, you know they move me. Now you mention money, now I see say you be man of God. Oga, okay, what are you doing with this cast? I said they punish him. More than fifty cars, the, the man is punishing them. <laughs> Are you not driving it? He said, no. How cast disgrace me and chop off my fingers. I will not drive them. I have bought them at the punisher. We will not punish her. We will use it for kingdom promotion. Number three. Number three. Doubt destroys life. The Bible said, Jesus said, <laughs> if you have faith and doubt not, you shall tear this mountain. Be thou removed and doubt not. You shall have whatsoever you ask. I am telling you that what is the meaning of doubt? It means being torn between two opinions. Mark eleven twenty three. Father, bless somebody. For very, very, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall, the clause statement, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whosoever. He say it. So what you say is what you have. Anytime you see food in front of you, it is your words. What you are wearing is what you have said. What you have is what you have said. What you are seeing is what you have said. We will keep on saying it. We kept on saying it. We, we will gather land. 
we will secure God will give us a cathedral. God will give us that it, it the thing our words are now fulfilling. I will not stop saying it. We'll keep on saying until the Jesus until Jesus comes. No matter what happens, once our mouth is not shut, we'll keep on because the Bible has made us to understand. For you shall have whatsoever you say. If you doubt not, you are too small to doubt God. I'm warning you. You. That you have gone for an interview and you are not sure whether you'll be picked or you'll not be picked. And you are torn between the two. And there are no neutral grounds in life. So what kind of human being are you? Why are you torn between two opinions? As a young person, once you are on the right path, everything you say, you just have to believe. The only thing that can oppose your miracle is to doubt God. When you doubt God, it's a sign that you don't even trust him again. Don't be torn between two opinions. You are, you are too insignificant to underestimate the workings of God. Stop saying that foolish statement. We are my year back. I remember the food you dislike is somebody's best food. Recently, I saw a Chinese man eating heavy frog. Life one. The frogs were on fire. It was cooked and boiling. He picked it, he, he, he tear it apart, half inside and another half inside. But look at your face. You want to throw out? If you like, let it, something fall over. You will see. I'll let you clear for six years. But we don't like it. But that is somebody's favorite. When China people came here, all our flocks they have disappeared. And there are no more prayer warriors again when it rains. Somebody shall mercy law. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. They say, Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then the, the forefathers they say, Oh, oh. Then the small boys who don't pay school fees. They don't pay school fees. They don't have any trouble. They don't know the terrain. But those who have been in a river for a long time, they know the terrain. They don't cry by heart. <laughs> when they see a Chinese guy appearing, When black man car is coming, they begin to say, Ajay, 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 Ajay. That is how the young men these days they pray in tongues. When they say, Ajay, 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 Ajay. I was watching the thing, is this one prayer? Father, have mercy upon us. If you doubt, you'll be destroyed. Because when you are doubting, it means that you have taken light and life from your life. If the Lord said, I will do this to Pastor Angel, please, you have no other business to think different from what God has said. 
Focus on it. No matter how long it takes. Don't let anything distract you. Focus. Just be on it. Be on it and God will by all bring it to pass. But God, there's nothing called delayance. When he closed this door for you, it's a sign that the devil is about to face you. He opened another door for you. But it all depends on how you move with him. Doubt is a very serious thing in life. Don't doubt God. That is the one that provoked God's anger. He provoked him in such a way that he was able to kill the people he brought them out of Egypt. Undermining who he is. Anytime you doubt God, it's a sign that the Bible is, 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 a, is a book of stories and lies. This is evident that this God that we want to serve and we believe, he has every power and every right. In case we don't know, let's go to the event that has occurred before and let's read the accounts of what God did for others and let's believe him for it. Who are you that God should disappoint you? What, how relevant are you to God? How useful are you for this kingdom? Some people say, oh, me, I go for soul winning, but how useful has been your soul winning be? Ever since you went for soul winning, what birth have you, what kind of many souls have you, you, you see them every blessed day, you brought them in the church yourself. When you go and throw seeds on the farm, and you don't bring any harvest home, are you a farmer? So don't let the devil deceive you. Don't ever let the devil deceive you that oh, because I, I've been always, I'm always on soul winning. What? So which soul did you win? You say soul winning. So did you win any? Yes, I I want somebody. Where is the harvest? Oh, it's in the forest. May, may God have, have mercy upon us. And the last one is lack of money. Ecclesiastes 9.16 I've given you how many things? Four things that can destroy your life. When you don't have money, I'm telling you, it is easy for you to be destroyed. It will start from your mind. Then it affects your heart. That's all. When your mind and your heart is corrupt, nothing will work in your life. Especially when you don't have what it takes to handle life. Let's start from verse 14 to 16. Because of time, this is where I will end. There was a little city and few men within it. Because it was little, few men must also be in it. In the first place, where the poor man was living was wrong. 
And on top of it, he was also poor. So he was in a, in a little city. And he's among little people who are not connected. There's no connection. There's no helpers within. And he himself is poor. So three dimensions of problems. But his enemy was not little. And there came a great king against it. And besieged it. They were besieged that the king brought all his army to surround the small town and a few people. And the poor man was in the little city. You, you, you live in a little city. You live among people who are few and you, you are poor. And not only that, he built great bulwarks against it. We are talking about building structures that control arrows, that control bombs, that control a lot of things. And make sure he built a wall in such a way that nobody can run out. Everybody has been taken hostage. But look at what the guy did. <laughs> now, there was found in it a poor, but he was wise. And he, by his wisdom, not his poverty, delivered the city. Yet, no man remembered that same poor man. So, no matter how your poverty can achieve, your wisdom can achieve, money must be added on top to give you a voice. You can be wise. But without money, you'll be a voiceless person. That is why trading with kingdom financial stewardship must be your number one platform. Seed time and harvest time. Now, in case you don't know the trend that is going right now, it's not a trend of a popular message. But people, when my spiritual father pick it up and people watch him all over Ghana, now, many have seen the reality of what we call seed time and harvest time. One person called me and said, Bempa, we have really opened our eyes, but we have regretted in such a way that we are now going on retirement. If we had knew this 40 years ago, we would have been on top by now. So at this age, where a 64-year-old man of God is regretting at the age of 26, 25, 19, that is something you will hear in it. If you don't prosper, your children will not forgive you. Your children will not forgive you. The king never had mercy on the little city and the few people in it. He came around it put all his army against the city and build strongholds in such a way nobody will run out. But there was a poor wise man in that same city who used his wisdom to deliver the city. But when the nation came and he asked, who saved us? Nobody. 
the few people themselves didn't know how the victory came. The children of this man never knew that is the father that saved them. The family members of this poor man never knew that is him. Then said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and it's worse. So one of the things that destroys life faster, apart from sin, is lack of cash with your life. When you don't have money, you can't go far. You can't go anywhere. So at this age, begin to plant your life and prepare. Be faithful with this 10 CD, 5 CD, 1 CD title. Don't be wise and cheat on God. When you become an arm robber against heaven, heaven will never shower any blessings upon your life. Be diligent and faithful. The first time I received my letter of appreciation of the title I'm paying was 1993. My head pastor wrote it to me. He said, he said, true. He wrote a letter to all those who have been paying tight in the church. Just to encourage us. When I had that letter, I slept on it for more than six months. And that boosted my faith to pay more tight. And it became my lifestyle. I get money now, I divide it into five. I give God one. No calculation with him. And when the money is huge, I divide it into four. I give him 25%. I give 75%. But still, the 75 belong to him. Can I tell you something? When you claim ownership of something, it doesn't multiply. Even if the money is with you, tell God, this is your money. And where his money is, he protect it and multiply it. All of you are looking into my face. But what I'm telling you, the Lord has sent me to tell you, if you don't believe God, to obey spiritual principles about financial stewardship. Your titan, your offering, your sacrifice, your seed, and things that you must do to promote this kingdom. If you don't trade it, there's no way financial openings will be. Unless you enter into the Babylonian system. You cheat, you lie, you use your body to chase men for money. You have to change figures. Copy somebody's signature to endorse it in order to collect money. Transferring people to get money. Taking bribe in order to make yourself well. And I've never seen any rich thief. The day they die, their money dies with them. You could see their infrastructures that nobody is continuing Rare blessings is the one that is left as inheritance for children to continue. But when a man dies, his name is all over. The day he dies, all his properties dies off. It is a sign. There is no true riches. There is no way my children can be poor. And there is no way you. Do you know you also my child? There is no way you can be poor.
There is no single, there is no, it has never been, Pastor said, there has never been any week in this church I have not sown a seed on behalf of this church. To men of God, there's no single week. Now, I'm not asking you to say God bless me, but I'm trying to tell you that I am gathering the clouds. When will you bring your bucket so that when it rains, you can also fetch some? When will you also appropriate yourself at a good place so that the rains that falls will fall on you? The poor man saved the wisdom, saved the city with his wisdom. But his wisdom was nonsense. So it means that if when you are poor, your wisdom does not count. And in our society, this scripture will not happen to us. Because these days, no matter how wise you are, you can't go anywhere. There are so many members of parliament, they're supposed not to be there. There are so many politicians, presidents, they're supposed not to be president. But because of legacy, and my father was this. So me too, even if they are not ordained to be president, members of parliament, general manager, because my father, so that legacy still boil in their heart to become something or that. But when they get there, you see the frustration of life. And we are the ones. We too don't pray to consult God. And let's pray for Ghana. Wherever you are, when you go on your knees, pray for Ghana. Because very soon there is going to be an uprising. If you don't pray, the uprising is just like the, the Islamic nations where people will be on the street that we are not going to our rooms until this thing changes. Now the thing is out of hands. It is no more in the hands of politicians. They can't control it. And this evening, this afternoon, I said it. There is, if we should pray that a document should not come out of how deep Ghana is in depth. If that document comes out and the media in Ghana picks it, I am telling you, wouldn't have a briefing space in this nation. And I don't visit any politician. So you can't tell me that I want to see a politician. So I went to Accra. I came. Simple. And I'm telling you what I'm seeing. That we must pray. And I'm praying for salary workers. At the end of this month. We should pray it doesn't get to 16th of this month. Before they get their, their pay. And many will not be paid. Because it's going to be shifting cultivation. Let's pray. Let's pray for this nation. So this midnight, we'll be praying for Ghana. There's a need for us to pray for Ghana. Now what I have seen has won my heart that no, I have to add my voice in prayer. I have to. I have to. I can't prophesy about Russia. Then the thing is happening, and what I've seen in Ghana, I will not talk about it. I will pray about it. So I, now I have to add my voice. So we need to pray. So I'm also asking you to.
to you that wherever you go on your knees, make sure at least whisper a prayer to God on behalf of this nation. This is where we are. You can't go anywhere. When you go anywhere, for you to become a citizen, you have to let somebody marry you. And marry you. And, and your, your brother has come to marry you in Ghana with his papers. Many people don't understand the realms of the spirit. There are specialized people too who also do special weddings for because of document traveling. You do wedding, you go to Kweme, then you register. You know that this guest standing by you is your junior sister. And you call old people. That guy also have elderly people that he pays them. And they will sit as a traditional wedding. They will take pictures, everything, parcel, oh, the decoration, everything. In the garden, then they will go to KMA, KMA to don't know family tree. You register them, then they exchange rank as a fake priest is wearing a cashock blessing their marriage with pictures so that they can add it up to their document for one person to travel to another land, which nobody in the Bible has ever done it before. And who told you that traveling outside the country will make you rich? If you choose a wrong path. Amen. Every marriage contract, whether you are faking it or you are lying, it has been credited. Once documentation has come on board, heaven recognize you. I will marry you so that when we get to America, four years, I will divorce you. Is that what you want to travel? If I'm a church member, you come, come to me with this. I know the consequences. I know. Mar- maybe go to Takradi and do those marital rights. And from there, you see them for four months, they'll be calling each other. And the guy will say, one day, a guy did that. I on a contract basis. He sent money to the lady's account. The lady chopped the money. He didn't. He didn't. She chopped the money. We have to show evidence that if she is your wife, then you have to send her money. Father, have mercy upon us. Why is that when you are about to be, come to the world, somebody didn't marry your mother before you became a human being? Second marriage. So there are some people they have divorced by paper because they are deceiving the government of Ghana. They go to America, they divorce. Deceive the, the American constitution. Then they remarry again. For God, the moment you divorce on document, it's a divorce before him. Any second marriage you enter is an adultery. 